What up? What up? What up? <laughs> What's up? Uh, it's I'm just gonna put this on Jump Street before any intro is said. This is gonna be a very lackluster production of a podcast that we've ever done because of a po- lackluster uh, pay-per-view that we're going to do. But whatever, you'll see. I'm warning you now. But we're going to give it our best with the material we got. I am Lana, your resident diva, here to give the tea, spill the tea, and the tea because you know I love me some tea per. And if you have some tea, you know, do hit me up. And welcome to the cup. Because, you know, I should have said that at the beginning. Welcome to the cut where you put the real entity in reality and where you can always come here first to quench your reality thirst. Yeah, I am drinking water because it's basic like this card. So water is. Is a generic bottle of water? It is, but I don't have time. To, I don't feel like going. <laughs> I don't even feel like going to push the button. It's so That's generic. That's how little we care about this episode. <laughs> I don't even get to, to push the buttons anymore. But it's water. But I do have something that is not generic, and that is your cup mug. And you can get all of your cup merch at lanajeescreations.etsy.com. The link will be in the descriptions below. Also, subscribe to this channel while you're here. We see you watching. We see you scrolling. We see you lurking. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the buttons and show all of the love. Because we show you the love right back. Yep. Hi. Um, I'm Lewis. I'm a canny laddie a week away from being back in Manny. Um, real glassed Crimea River. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't drank. I'm not drinking anything. I'll probably go get some Pepsi in a second. Ironic. Very ironic. <laughs> <laughs> not the Pepsi. Not Phil Brooks. Uh. Here I was about to say, I hope you get your fill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's your turn, bud. All right. Well, you know what it is. I'm here. My name is Wes. I'm drinking out of an inferior cup. That's just black. It could have been the cup cup, and it's not. So unlike me, do not make my mistake. Go get a cup at the cup. At it. Go do it. You know you can. You know you should. So go do it. Uh, but, you yeah, know, I'm here to enjoy some something. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm here. <laughs> You're here. <laughs> I mean, you are here moderately begrudgingly, just like the rest of us, because now we all have to talk about payback, which, but, um, hi, it's Brooke, queer college graduate who plays way too much effing Smash Bros, recently started working at Starbucks, so now I'm back for that, which is delightful. Um, regardless, here lately, I have been playing the game of trying to catch up on sleep, which is a delightful game to play, can't even lie. And I'm so excited to talking about what pay bad, bad back, um, bore, pay bore, pay bore. I mean, at least according to Shinsuke Nakamura, it's pay, it's bad back. Yeah, it is bad back. That is true. And we're talking about a card that is so uninspired that I honestly think it was made during the new generation era in the 90s because that is how little it feels like it's been built. It's giving me Diesel versus King Mabel at SummerSlam, honestly. <laughs> not too much on King Mabel. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> There's no way to be too much on King Mabel. Let's see. <laughs> um, uh, I, yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's one of these things. 
it's, I'm not excited. Apparently, nobody here is excited. We don't really care about this card that much, but we're going to talk about it because that's what we do. So I figure we should just jump right in. What y'all think? Should we just dive in and start? Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we yeah we kind of have to. Uh, uh, <laughs> I guess that's what we're here to do. So let's yeah, just, we're just let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's just jump in it. Yeah, oh, we, we got this. Listen, we, this this review can be short, just like the card. <laughs> True. Facts on facts. Um. So yeah, yeah okay. For to stay short because I got food from It's Just Wings on the way from DoorDash. So let's go. <laughs> Not that. Not that. But payback is happening Saturday. Yeah. So here's the match that I'm starting it, off it's with. for LA Knight to get payback on the Miz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, first off, let's just say this: the Miz just lost a match to Akira Tazawa. Okay. Love my man Tazawa. Do not get me wrong. Very underrated talent. An incredible worker in that ring. But is there any way that you come... I mean, I guess it could be 50-50 booking where Miz, like, cheats to beat LA Knight. But do we really want this feud to go another month? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, then again, what's WWE if it isn't inconsistent? So, guys, let's, let's be honest. All right? If, if our man Pat McAfee can get a dub on the Miz. Why? Why am I seeing him fight LA Knight? If I'm any, Snoop any Dogg. Yeah, if if Snoop Dogg can get a win, <laughs> should Snoop Dogg be on this card? LA Knight versus Snoop Dogg. Just saying. <laughs> I, I would put butts in seats. Uh, the doggy dog elbow style. <sighs> I I can't. Uh, I'm. Mm. I'm so bored already. I can't even. And th- and here's the thing. This is the thing. It's not because I'm bored with LA Knight or The Miz. I think I kind of love their little back and forth. I love both of them on the mic because they both are good on the mic. And so I love their banter and their back and forth. But like, honestly, I don't care. I feel like LA Knight, not saying The Miz is on a, on a decline, but LA Knight is on a rise. And I get he has to fight people in order to continue to stay on this rise and blah, blah, blah. But, like, the Miz, is the Miz that right choice to, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm bored, personally. I'm just particularly bored by all of it. I just, mm-hmm. want, yeah, I just As an to... avid member of Jobber Society, um, I have to say, there were many other Jobbers that could have taken this slot. I love the Miz. I am a Miz fan. Mm-hmm. I like the Miz a lot, especially when he was allowed to win matches against, like, football players. Um, right. And Akira Tozawa. And Akira Tozawa. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like my boy Dolph could have done this better. I feel like there are many jobbers out here that could have done a lot better. You know, we could have been seeing some positive Ali talk. I don't know anything, just anything. Um, but you know what? I'm happy because this is an LA night win. Yep. And those should be less sparse in this company. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, is not there in decline i mean he kind of is though <laughs> and not as a performer but just like in how they're portraying him i mean miz is a two-time grand slam champion right he has one belt in that company wow. man a reputation surefire hall of famer but when you look at that win loss record in 2023 listen he's looking giving- like 
He's he giving Dominic later some, in some competition. So I, I mean, no, Dominic's a freaking champ right now. That's no. That's, that's I mean, the fact that he is now the most chicken shit of chicken shit heels. Well, even if he's a chicken shit heel, it's literally that he gets in fights, right? And because the machine is not behind him, he loses. It's not that he's like he's not even been cowardly heel because. Being honest, in this feud with LA Knight, they've been like pretty back and forth barbs and like not backing down from each other. But Miz is literally one and twenty nine this year. He has won a match, singular one match, and it was at a house show. So forgive me if you have. And you, and you know where his second match isn't coming at Payback. No, he's not winning. How dare they do the Miz like this? You know it's, what? It's kind of disgusting, honestly. Because I, kind of I too, am a Miz fan. Have been since the Miz got there. I've never deterred my... Because I was a Miz fan when he was on the real world. I was like, I love this guy. I think he's great. And then when he finally made WWE, I'm like, I love this guy. I think he's great. And I'm not deterred from that. And that way they treat him is disgusting. I'm like, absolutely, he deserves better. Yeah. Listen, better. all I'm saying is a less popular Miz is a world champion on a different promotion. That's all I'm saying. Mm. If Miz would have went to Impact all those years ago when people less were saying like being stuff, he would have been a multiple top. So I just took note to the dots. I'm ignoring what Wes said. Anyway, um <laughs> sorry, uh, CM Puck reference number like five. Mm-hmm. Um I it, yeah, this is a match, and it's happening on Saturday. Yep. <laughs> this is a match, and it's happening on Saturday. On Saturday. That's yep. that's definitely that's yeah, what's happening on Saturday. That's definitely. What's now in this in this fierce competition, Lewis, who you got? Which competitors is coming out on top? Oof, it's a tough one. Tough call. It's a Be tough one. It's a really tough one. Um. <laughs> um yeah, LA. I would say if my back was against the wall and y'all were forcing me with a gun to my head, I'll probably have to go with LA. probably have to go with LA Knight if you twisted my arm about it. Gun to your head. Yeah, someone gun to call my that, head. Somebody call FTR. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Wes? If we forcing you to somebody call FTR. <laughs> you should have heard the chant. You should have heard the chant. Um, anyway, um, hmm. Now you know, I some people call me Westradamus because of no my one calls to, you uh, predict the future. And uh, Westradamus says, "L.A. Knight." Yeah, yeah. yeah. First, I'm your best friend. The person that ever calls you that is yourself. Secondly, um, or we do when you, when I'm memeing on you. Um, regardless, I will say. I, you know, I love a good wild card pick, and I know WWE is trying to fill time until fast lane. So honestly, I think the Miz wins via shenanigans. <laughs> All right, okay. you could be right. That would be a unique way. It'd be, it'd be. This is the only match on this card that makes sense to me. Yeah. Only one of me remotely excited for. This honest. is the only card that makes sense to me, and this it is the only card I was like that should have happened at SummerSlam anyway. But whatever. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. But whatever. Here we are: Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus in a steel cage match. Yeah. 
Hey. <laughs> I'm excited about this match. All right, Lana, you're excited. You're excited. Okay. Tell us about this match. What, what okay. So for me, I am excited because this match, first of all, should have happened at SummerSlam. I said that before, and I'll say it again. Um, this buildup between them has been going on for a while now. It makes sense why they don't why they don't like each other. Trish turned on Becky all those months and many months and many months ago. And they've been fighting ever since. And it's been personal. It's been, you know, everything you would hope for a buildup in WWE to happen. And we expect like, ah, this is what's going to happen at SummerSlam. A big pay-per-view is going to come to a head. And WWE decides, ah, nah, nah, nah. We're not going to do that. We're not going to give them the big build-up. We're going to let them build them up, but we're not going to give them the big show. Because then they said they'll do it in Toronto on a Raw. And we like, is that it? Like, is that all we got? But thankfully, they turn around and said, we'll do another one, uh, a match at Payback. And it'll be a steel cage match. I love a good stipulation in the match. I love a good thing to do for uh, a, a good theme, if you will. I love a good theme for a match. So a good steel cage match between these two amazing uh, superstars is great. And I'm excited for it. Can't wait to see it. It does feel really full circle for, I hope to God, this is where this rivalry ends. It yes. has, it is running on fumes and that is being very kind of Listen, me. Listen, I don't um, know. Me personally, it, I've never seen, have you ever seen, Brooke, where they take a feud and drag it out too long? I've never no, seen it before. No, not once, not one oh. time. Mm, I, no. mean, I, I think what we're just seeing is that Becky needs more adversity, okay? Um, regardless, um, it, it is kind of poetic because this whole... Even with Trish not getting involved, Becky and Lita started when Becky had her steel cage match with Bailey all those years ago. Um, so I mean, all those months ago because this is February, right? This feud has literally been going on, off and on. Like the storyline involving Bailey, Becky, Trish, Lita, off, off, on, and on and off, and on and off. So please let this in. Um, you know, I don't agree very often with Bully Ray, right? Uh, personally, not a big fan of him. But on his podcast recently, he said that Becky needs to take some time away and come back. And I think that would be really good for her. I don't really see anybody on her level that she could feud with like, that would feel believable. Right, even Rhea, right? Because Rhea's the champ, and she's shooting with Rhea. She's probably not going to win the belt. We don't see Rhea dropping the belt anytime soon. And Becky's on Raw. There's not really anybody else that's at that point that Becky could feud with right now. So I think Becky taking some time off after this would be great. Um, and Trish has indicated she's planning on staying around after this feud. And if Trish is back full time, full time, the women's division is only getting better and better. So happy for her. Becky is winning this match 99.99% chance, but I would be not be mad if Trish did win. Um, yeah, uh, this is also a match uh, that is happening on Saturday. Can I just say, um, can we give women better stipulations than the same stipulation recurring on and off again every few months? Because <laughs> I, I feel like I've seen Becky in a steel cage enough times now. Like, give give them something new to work with, please. Um. Anyway, uh, this is a match I'm gonna go for. 
Becky. Um, sure. And also, Bully Ray, I'm a fan. Thank you for letting me talk your head off uh, a few months ago. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you know what I'm a fan of? Uh, the man. Um, I don't know if she's going to win this match. I- I'm not convinced because I-, I think that what Becky Lynch needs is a longer and more drawn-out feud. And I think that's exactly what WWE will be thinking because I can believe in one thing with my whole heart right now, and that is in WWE's bad booking. And so in honor of that, I'm actually going to give this one to Trish. Ooh. I wouldn't wouldn't be mad. I think definitely has legs there. I personally was going to give mine to Trish as well because I feel like if Becky, which sounds right, which sounds right, if Becky takes a break, takes some time, she will lose this match. Trish will go on to continue helping building up the women's division. Absolutely. Um, I don't see, like you said, Becky needs a few that can give her that man status again. Because right now, it's not she's she is it's losing its power as Becky is the man, and all she's doing is fighting with Trish Stratus, and then Zoe Stark, and because yep. of Trish Stratus, it's like we need a few that Becky could stick her teeth in and be like, ah, now here's the man that we've been waiting for. And she needs to take a break and she needs to relax, you know, get, be gone. Give the, the universe the chance to miss her. She comes back. She does. Cause like when she came back and snatched that bell from Bianca Belair, it was like, oh, Becky is back. Becky is the man and Becky is back. It's tilted off again. She needs to go away and do it again. She needs to come back and then grab onto somebody who is at the top of the, Maybe by by that time she comes back, Rhea will be they'll be ready to take the belt off Rhea, and or whoever or Eo whoever whoever has it at the time. But yeah, I think Trish got this. I think Trish is gonna win this because she also has Zoe Stark in her corner, and because some shenanigans can happen. Yep. Trish wins it. And yeah. as as we all know, as wrestling fans, if you're gonna leave, leave on a loss. Mm-hmm. You know, prop the talent that's going to be staying there. That's usually how it goes, right? That's how it's supposed to happen. And you come um, back bigger and matter because you, now you've been sitting at home with this chip on your shoulder. Exactly. Um, and then it gives you rivalries and stuff. So, you know, Lana, what you said makes a lot of sense. It actually makes so much sense I'm going to have to switch my decision. Oh, not um, that. <laughs> because cause I've already said that I I, I don't know. I'm gonna see, We're going to see some bad booking tonight. And I think that Trish might be the move, which means that Becky has to take it now. And, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I although Lana, I really hope that secretly we're right and Trish wins this match and then gets to go and you know help the divas di- or the women's division that they need so much. Or you uh, know, we could have some people maybe give women a chance in wrestling, but but that might be asking too much. So, no, yeah, it be too much to have more than one woman's match on your biggest pay per view of the year if you're AEW, because literally, I will say this at least WWE has multiple women's matches booked for the show. That is, and, yeah, something. It's not at least, something. yeah. About to say, WWE at least has at least two women's matches each pay per view. At yeah, least now, two. now build up, build, build up, up, none, none, <laughs> none whatsoever. No build up at all. Just all of a sudden, it's two women's matches. But you know, yeah. still two. Anyway, we move. <laughs> wow! Oh my gosh! Look at this match, guys. Rey Mysterio versus Austin 
theory, he's still with the company. Okay. Can I, I say this? Just one thing. Okay. I'm not going to comment any further than this. Okay. Turn this man's face or release him. I don't care. I do not. Ray's winning, I pray. Austin Theory needs to go away for a while, come back, face something, because he is so boring and stale right now. Moving on. There we go. Wow. Lewis? <laughs> um, I kind of feel sorry for the book in a theory, because <laughs> there was legit none <laughs> until, until like, only a couple weeks ago. He, he, he had a... He, he won the belt at WrestleMania, sat in catering for like three, four months, and came back and lost his title almost instantaneously. Apart from that one battle royal he was put in for the sake of numbers. Anyway, um, I feel like Ray's retaining on this one. Uh, I do think Theory should go away for a bit, um, come back, face, like we've mentioned. Because he's a he, he's he would I, I think he could make a really good face. I think. Um, I mean, the the thing, we... he has made a good face before. Like if you watch his stuff in NXT when he was part of the way, he was a fantastic like comedic baby face, right? And if you've also watched any of his like out out of the ring when he's like doing Make a Witch stuff or when he's interacting with fans outside of like programming. He seems like a really genuinely nice guy. This like fake, cocky, selfie, camera, knockoff MJF, for lack of a better phrasing. No offense, Austin. It's not your fault. Just does not work with him. And I wish he was that face we saw in NXT that was so much fun to watch. What I hate about that archetype of a heel is it's so overdone. So overdone. We see that with, I mean, yeah, MJF. The Miz, even Grayson Waller. I feel like um, they just stick to the book too often. Like it would be nice to have. It. I, I mean, Roman, for instance, doesn't doesn't play by that book, and it's refreshing to have that kind of heel that doesn't do the same thing everyone else does. Um, but yeah, um, Theory would be much better as a face. And we've seen it numerous times, especially out of out of the ring, as we've mentioned. Yeah, and I completely agree with everyone so far, for sure. Because Austin Theory deserves something, you know. I, I think that his, his match with Cena was, and then like just the complete nothing burger of everything after that. It almost kind of reminds me of like 2018 Roman Reigns, of like how fans look at Theory right now, which is like please get off of our screens, you know, before the tribal chief before, but like that early bit, you know, of just like, okay, you're not getting over as a face. You just aren't. And that's how I feel about Austin Theory's heel. You're just not getting over as a heel. So take some time off of the company, just like Lewis Brooke, Lana, all of you have said, and, and bring us something new. Um, as the resident face of the cup pod, I will say this. Um, <laughs> He needs to be a face. <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no if, ands, or buts about it because nobody is buying this cocky, arrogant. It's, it's, it's. John Cena was so right about him. I can't 
stress it enough, John Cena was like, you're stale. Nobody's buying what you're selling. And he wasn't more correct. It was like, it's nothing personal against Austin Theory. I think Austin Theory would probably be, I, I mean, facts are facts. He's a great wrestler. He knows what he's doing. He's great in the ring, technically, and all of that. But he's not selling the product that who Austin Theory is. So if this isn't working and everybody's like, please, please, please get off my screen. We're so annoyed by you. We don't care about you. We just don't care. Then you have to go away, figure it out, and come back. Now, him as a, I agree with Brooke. I've seen him outside of the WWE, you know, thing where he's talking to, to fans and he's hanging out with people, the behind the scenes stuff. Backstage, he's hilarious. He's funny. He's, he's just a likable person behind the scenes from the stuff that we see. He could be that on camera. And I think people will care more. Right now, no. as this, what this yeah. is, nobody tell me. Cares. Tell me why this is. Uh, this is this is like what heel Cena would have been, right? Right, because everybody won't hit Cena to turn heel. After a while, it gets so stale, and folks are like, I don't want this anymore. Mm -hmm. We don't. We don't want this anymore from Austin Theory. He yep. needs to. He can be like John Cena. He can be that. Uh, that ultimate good guy. And just stay that ultimate good guy, and people will still like him. I think he has the charisma, he has the looks, he has everything going right for him if he oh. is the ultimate good guy. But this cocky, bad heel guy, nobody cares about. Maybe, 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 maybe in a few years down the road after he's come back and been faced for a while, maybe down the road he can turn heel again and people will appreciate it more. But as of right now, and mm. but you know what? Learn from people who are doing heel better than you, mm. which is when we see another cocky heel, like let's take MJF, when he's being an ass to someone, he has like some deep-seated trauma. You know, he has something to attach to. Being a prick to just be a prick, we get enough of that in real life. In real life, right. And, right. Mean, using MJF as an example, MJF isn't even a heel anymore. And that's the crazy part about it. We're, like, Austin Theory has been a heel on the main roster for the better part of two years now, right? Other than two U.S. title, two, two US title reigns, right? Two U.S. title reigns. And a Money in the Bank win, right? He hasn't really done much with that, right? And sure, those are great accomplishments, right? They're wrestler. I mean, Ali's been on the main roster forever and never won a damn thing. Right. But, like... God, why did I say that? Regardless, I mean, when you look at it that way, sure, he's done things, right? But when the fans just don't support you, they don't support you, and they're not going to support this, like Lewis said, this cliche heel that fits into this mold that has been done better by countless other people. So Even maybe Grayson Waller? Even maybe Grayson Waller, because I can't stand him. <laughs> I mean, Grayson Waller is annoying, and I love to hate him. Exactly. But, like, here's it. Even with the, like, you won money in the bank. And what did you do with it? Right. What did you do with it? The refreshing, I, I was going to say, the refreshing thing about Grayson Waller is it doesn't feel like he's being fed shit. It's just like, <laughs> he's just a dick, and we know it, like it is what it is. So... We all agree. Austin Theory turned face. Rey Mysterio retained. And can we also agree Austin Theory to finisher? Sure. Sure. 
great. Okay, also, yeah. and this is something that got said a while back, and I know I harp on Austin Theory's finisher a lot being really bad, right? But imagine, I don't know if anybody watches old stuff when he used to finish people with a move called Ataxia, right? Lewis, I know you've seen it. Um, that move is legitimately powerfully devastating looking, right? And now Let's give him an AA. To a neat face breaker TKO that's really bad and really lame and doesn't even hit it well. So oh. the finisher adds so much to somebody's presentation, though. And if the finisher is not there, it's going to be another reason people aren't going to buy into him. Right. right. So if he got a better finisher, people might care more. Sure. Sure. Not going to lie. I'm bad with names <laughs> for like finishes. So if I've seen it, I'll definitely. I'm going to check it out like, on YouTube. It was like that pump handle bitter end kind of thing that he used to do. Yeah. Right, yes. Actually, yeah, I do the Rhea that. machine. All right. Well, this is an exciting match. Can I just say, finally, <laughs> finally, we fucking book Rhea in a match. This is the first time she's defended the belt on pay per view, I believe, since Nigerians in Saudi Arabia. If we count that one minute match, so yeah. I mean, we we uh, we kind of have to. All right. I I gotta start off with a deep take. All right. There is this uh, TikTok YouTube shorts guy who goes around giving wrestlers fist bumps yep. and then giving them candy, right? We're yep. all aware, right? Yeah. I have to say, I fell in love with Raquel Rodriguez when I saw her be very kind to that man. And so because of that, I now have somewhat of a soft spot for Raquel. I'm like, maybe Raquel's really cool. Maybe like not the, the biggest tall or, you know, the best tall woman in the ring, but Really, really cool, good person. She's being fed to the Ripley blender. This is not going to be pretty. Um, anyone here have a contrary opinion to that? I just have to know. I don't Raquel look like a chump. I don't think this is going to be a Night of Champions beats Raquel in a minute situation. No, it's going to be a proper match that Rhea is going to win because, dear lord, Rhea's reign has not been good enough for her to drop the belt, and this build has not enough for Raquel to win it, but it is at least refreshing to, one, get a match that involves somebody who is not in that sixth list of women that are constantly given title matches on pay-per-view, so there's that. And secondly, it's going to be nice to at least see, you know, we don't really get, like, the female version of a Hoss fight very often. So I, I, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. Yeah, but I think this is going to be best match of the night, by the way. Not a bad take. <laughs> I definitely um, think it's going better than seven minutes. Oh, I agree. Uh, my notorious seven-minute prediction is not for this match, but Raquel's not winning. And no, that's kind of what winning. I mean by being fed to the Ripley blender. It's like, there's no world, even though I like Raquel, which is why I had to preface that, I, there's no way that Raquel's winning this match. Yeah, I have to say, watch. speaking of the TikTok man who fist bumps and gives candy... Um, I fell in love with a, quite a few of the wrestlers who, who do that, and because they're actually some of them are very kind, and some of them are like very on brand to their character. Um, <coughs> the Miz, because if you saw him, he was like he fist bumped him and was like, "No, no, I don't want your candy. No, I don't want your candy," and he walked away. And I'm like, he was like such a nice guy after. Well, he like, I feel like The Miz is, like, so fun. Like, I would want to hang out with The Miz, get a couple of drinks with The Miz. I think he'd be hilarious. But 
he stays in character whenever there's a camera around and I'm like, okay, I'm here for it. But yeah, I think Raquel is going to give us, it's not going to be United Champions. It's not going to be like Natalia's match. It won't be that one minute, you know, Rhea just rips, rips, rips her. I think she's going to give up, put up a good fight. It's going to be some back and forth, some very close calls. We're going to be like, oh, that. I think this is the match that's going to pull us in and be like, oh, Korea actually lose? Oh, no. Oh, no, no. She's not going to You know what I'm saying? It's those moments where it's like, oh, maybe Rhea, maybe Raquel has it. Maybe. No, no. Then Rhea turns around and just does something. And the Judgment Day will get involved. We will see Dirty Dom getting involved and doing some things. So I'm like, okay. I'm not, I'm, I think this is going to be one of the better matches of this card. Yeah, completely agree. Um, Lewis? Uh, I I don't think this is going to be as back and forth as you're let's say to be honest really? uh, I don't I don't know if it's I don't think it's going to be a squash yeah. per se but I don't think it's going to be a oh my god I don't think Raquel's going to get to that point where she could possibly win it I think uh, I mean if they be... let Zelina Vega get to that point in a, right, but like, they're going to let Raquel get to a point in the match I don't Raquel. know about that mm. Um, I'll give it nine minutes that's my prediction. <laughs> With only five matches on the card. I just have to point uh, that out. I, six matches of, of uh, 30 minutes ago. Oh. Also. So they added the Gunther Chad game. No, 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 no. We've oh, got a we've got a tag match. We've got a tag match. Um that we'll talk about. Okay, we'll talk about it. Yeah, because it's um, not on the slideshow. We'll we'll get to it at the end of the slideshow. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, Rhea Ripley's retaining. I just uh, can we have a consistent booking with Rhea after this pay per view, please? Thank you. Can we have consistent booking? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm about to say, for Rhea Ripley, please. I just That's want consistent booking for everybody. Fowler or Damian Breeze. That is literally just her in her championship being considered important. Right. <laughs> One memorable moment outside of Rhea Ripley uh, breaking with Morgan's arm that has happened during her title reign. Mm-hmm. What exactly. happened during her? T- yeah, yeah. <sighs> so we all saying Rhea? Oh, Rhea. Of course, of course. Of course. Rhea. Rhea. <sighs> all right, let's move on. <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm gonna let y'all have at it, and I'll. Whatever. Um, I want a Shinsuke main title run. It's not happening, but I really want it. <laughs> you know, there's a part of me now that I'm thinking about Becky possibly taking some time off. <laughs> that's thinking maybe Seth should take some time off. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. The man, like going, 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 going. Since he came back all those years ago after the Achilles, right? I, like, I can't remember the last time he took, like, substantial time off. It's been a hot minute if it did happen. And, like, I don't know. Nakamura is one of those guys. I feel like he's in a very similar position to Dolph Ziggler. And not that he loses all the time, but in that he can kind of slot in wherever you need him on the card outside of, like, a lower card feud. And it would make sense and it's believable. Um, I do think it's definitely higher odds that Seth retains. 
But a Nakamura title win would make me so excited. It would reinvigorate me into watching Raw, honestly. Um, so for that reason and that reason alone, I'm picking Shinsuke just for, because it's what I want. <laughs> Shinsuke Winsuke. Wes? Yeah, so there are a lot of things I want in my life. Uh, one of them is written in my face to be Sheamus' full theme uh, all the time, every time, all day, every day. Uh, I wanted Cody to win at WrestleMania. There are a lot of things I want. I want Shinsuke Nakamura to win this match. But WWE isn't going to let that happen. So uh, Rollins is going to keep uh, rolling. And um, Nakamura is going to keep not getting what he deserves. Um, briefcase shenanigans. Um, expecting that. Expecting the briefcase shenanigans again. Um... There's not much else I can say. Um... <clears throat> give me, give me briefcase failed cash in. Shinsuke capitalizes, gains title. I mean, honestly, you know what I could see. I think they put this match on before the tag title match that just got announced. I could see Damian Priest cashing in, winning the the belt. And then instead of it being Finn and Damien challenging Kevin and Sammy for the tag belts, it could be Finn and JD McDonough challenging for the tag belts. I'm just saying, it'd be fun. And we'll also get the tag belts off Kevin and Sammy, who I love, but haven't really done anything with his belts. So, I, okay, is it just me? Has anyone done anything for the last two months? Is this like this nebulous, like ghost zone of where, like, what have the belts been doing? period the only champion that i feel like has actually elevated their stock as champion in the past few months is gunther and that's because <laughs> am i alone yeah. there am i missing something lewis lana am i like am i like just not watching enough programming to feel like any none of the belts have been impactful um you've <laughs> you've watched enough programming if you've not been watching programming to be fair. <laughs> um, no, I completely agree. There's just a general shit show. Like, the, the, yeah, it's just generally been shit. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say anything more than that. Um... Uh. <laughs> No, it's, it's no. Not, mm, mm, mm. It's probably my the one I'm looking forward to, just because I think we could get a good match out of it. Oh, one hundred percent. The day that I don't think Seth freaking Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura are going to deliver is a different world because they're gonna deliver a good match. I just wish I don't know what happened to like belts and stakes and tension and build up, and we had this a couple months ago. Not like okay. Maybe more than a couple months. But like six months ago, we had all those things. What happened? What happened, WWE? Um, we remembered the fact that here lately, WWE is only letting this happen on a whim and or at WrestleMania. So... <laughs> I, I... I don't know. It's... I, I, I've... I've lived through the highs of WWE when they were the very heights. And I've lived through the lows of WWE when they're at the lowest. 
and then it felt like they were on the rise again and were getting good things. Now I think they're back going down to their lows again. And, and as a WWE fan, the low points are hard. The low points are tough. The low points are gross. But if you're if you're a fan of the product and of the, the train, you stick with it until it gets going to the uprise again. And so I, I'm just going to hold off and I'm going to stick with it. I mean, my man, my man, my man. I, yeah, that's my man. I'm going a, I'm to a stand by him. He, my, You know, I'm going to stand by him. I'm going to stand by it until it gets itself together. But we just got to deal with the lows of the bad this is a bad relationship we in and I'm gonna stick with him until we get to we get through that tough part of the relationship. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah. But I think okay, here's my guess. Or this is what I want. I ain't gonna say because I don't really know what's gonna happen. But this is what I want. I want just getting out more to win. I don't think it's gonna happen but I kinda want it to happen because I want him to win because I feel like he deserves it. He should have won that year. He won the Royal Rumble, but that's just another thing for me. Um, so I'm going to say Shinsuke. I could be 100% wrong, but I'm going to say Shinsuke. I'm with you, Lana. Team Shinsuke all the way. Shinsuke wins uh, <laughs> I'm going to be realistic and say yeah. Seth. But, uh, Realism. I mean, the- yeah, somebody got to be. Somebody has to be. But here's what's the name? What? Okay, here we go. I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> said not realism in the world of pro wrestling. Not oh, that. for sure. Yeah, that's bringing <laughs> that's me some to shattered team. dreams right there. <sighs> so this match, Brooke told me to add to the to the uh. It's been heavily rumored, and if we do talk about it, you. Know, this video won't be like if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, it would be nice to at least discuss it. Is all is the only thing. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm with you on that. So Gunther versus Chad Gable for the Intercontinental Championship. Brooke, you this brought it to a- my attention. Yeah, I'll go ahead. You talk about it. You want me to talk about it? Okay. Yeah, because you brought it. I am here. Okay. On the one hand, okay. Gunther is this close to breaking that record. I believe he is 10 days away as of today, as of filming on August 28th, okay? If he makes it past payback, unless he drops it on the Raw after payback, he's breaking the record, okay? But let's keep it 100. So there is the one part of my brain that's saying, oh, well, duh, just let Gunther break the record, keep him established as this dominant, unbeatable force for real. And then there's another part of my brain. And the other part of my brain is saying it would be very entertaining to have us get built this long, right? And Gunther acts like this this record is a sure thing, that no one can stop him, right? And for Gunther to lose to a surprise rolled up from Chad Gable. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. But also, I kind of want to see what happens when Gunther does lose, Right? Because both he's only lost twice in the entire history of his, his time in the company, okay? One of them was when he lost the NXT UK title to Ilya Dragunov. You know what he did? He went away for a while, then came back on NXT. 
The other time he lost was when he lost an NXT championship match to Braun Breaker. You know what he did? Went away for a while and then came back on the main roster. We have never had a time where Gunther has lost and had to deal with it on screen. It just hasn't happened. So, I don't know. I feel like Gunther not only losing his baby, that icy title, but also not breaking the record that he got this close to would be so captivating. And also, I am a Chad Gable stan account. So, sheesh. I'm going with Chad Gable. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's not happening. Um, uh, so if this match happens, of course, Gunther is going to be breaking that record. But I also have to point out that uh, that type of booking, the booking idea of wouldn't it be funny if insert statement is exactly why we had Brock Lesnar uh, beat the streak. Um, mm-hmm. And so those tend to be really shocking, but they don't tend to hold good, positive feelings long term. And I feel like with this Gunther streak, they're not going to go this far just for a and we do it for the funny moment of like the shocking loss. We, we're going to see this go all the way. They're going to want to have Gunther, who is not lost in a very long time, be able to bring that streak, you know, somewhere. And, you know, even if it's just to get the previous recipient out and give someone fresh and new and say streaks can be broken in the WWE in modern day so i i definitely if this happens this match happens Gunther's going to retain but i do love the optimism as a okay. dolph ziggler fan i'm always optimistic well let me clarify this is not haha it'd be funny if chad gable won it i think gunther losing is more interesting for his character than him winning because gunther as a character has been built around the mat is sacred the ring is sacred right And he treats that Intercontinental Championship with such gravitas and such passion that he has made it feel, at times, like a world championship. He has been putting on the best match at every pay-per-view he has fought at. And him getting this close to the record, and not only not getting the record, but losing the belt? I mean, where would that send his character? Right? It would be so... I, I would want to see what happens. Because Gunther winning, I mean, it's predictable. And it, I mean, Gunther breaking the record is totally fine. I don't have a problem with it. But I think the idea of Gunther losing the belt this close to breaking the record is kind of more interesting than him breaking it. So I'm picking Chad Gable and I don't feel bad about it. Lewis? Um, I feel like. Um, I I really do feel like Gunther breaking the record elevates the championship a lot more um, than losing it right before the end of the street, like whatnot. I, it's on the fucking honky tonk, man. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be fucking real. Gunther being the longest reigning intercontinental championship does a lot more than the honky tonk, man. Full disrespect to, to the honky tonk night. No, I'm kidding. Um, that's so rude. That's so rude. But have you met me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I do. No, no. I think what I'm trying to say is I don't know what I'm trying to say other than uh, there's something about Gunther holding that record over, over the, the honky tonk man. Mm-hmm. That, that, that makes a lot more sense. Well, I feel like my point about like 
actually seeing a record be broken in modern day wrestling, you know, and, and I mean like a real, you know, old record, you know, mm-hmm. and then get to see Gunther because then that's going to elevate Gunther for the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. And the difference you know? between this and the Roman shit is Gunther is consecutive, like uh, uh, Gunther he, is he fights constantly. Right, he's a lot more of a regular worker than Roman Reigns is. Agreed. Um, if this match happens, I need Gunther to just win, which he probably will. And Chad Gable, I, I think this will. I I don't mind this feud continuing. Honestly, if they want to continue it, that's fine. And Chad Gable can take it off of him later if they want that to happen. That's fine. I just want this could be the start of their you know long feud that they have up until whenever, but. Just Gunther wins, Gunther holds the, the record, and then then he loses it. Either way, this is going to elevate Chad Gable. But I agree. I, I will also say there is another thing I saw on Twitter, which was Gunther beats Gable here, right? Breaks the record. Chad Gable gets down in the dumps, and the way he gets out of it is with the help of not only with Maxine Dupree and Otis, but Chad Gable has been a tag team guy forever, mm-hmm. right? Chad one, two, three, four, five different tag partners, at least four that I can think of off the top of my head that he's one tag team gold with. So there was a thing that was like, and all those people are somehow connected to the company still because you got Shelton Benjamin, you have Rob, Bobby Roode, you have uh, Jason Jordan, who's a producer backstage now because he had that neck thing happen. So somebody said just have a promo with them all appearing, like trying to convince him that he can beat Gunther. And then have Gable take the belt off Gunther at Fastlane or Survivor Series. And I think that's pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, either way, this match, if this does happen, this match is going to slap. So, I, I can't wait. But we still all think Gunther's going to win, right? Yeah. And that's and that's the brass tacks of it. So, uh, last question to wrap us up here. Oh, all right. oh, we're not wrapping quite yet. Oh, we're not? Okay. We well, have then, one then more thing to discuss. I have to, I have to propose a question, though, mm-hmm. which is, to the viewer, right? We apologize. The payback is not everything we want it to be. And we're going through, as Lana very well articulatedly put it, like a, a doldrum, right? Uh, in, in WWE right now. We have to be for the highs and the lows, and we're still covering it because we are the cup. But what would you guys like to see? And we can be pretty short with this. What would be one thing that you would love to see to try to get us out of this, this low point? I'll go first as an example. I would just like to see a few more NXT call-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have a really cool NXT roster going on currently right now, and I would like to see how a couple of them fare on the main roster. So that's one thing I would like to see. And uh, there's a few to... of them down there that were at such a great point that us now sitting in catering backstage with nothing to do. Right. Um, we see a lot of people coming down, but not a lot of people going up. Um, so yeah, I agree on that. For, yeah, um, I, agree. I agree. I think yeah. we need to see more people being put up and actually in storylines. Stop making the same people have all the stories, like, give us new storylines with new people and make uh, this is your job as WWE is to make us like this new talent. You have all these new talent, you have all these people in NXT, you have all these people coming up. From NXT, you have all these people just sitting backstage. Why are we having so many people sitting backstage? Create a story for them. Create a story, even if it's like 
a group story. Like, remember when everybody was chasing that 24-7 belt and everybody was everywhere looking, running right. around for yeah. that 24-7 belt? And we saw people like Dana Brooke get a 24-7 championship. And I mean, like crazy. Do something where people are included in the madness, even if we just see them in the setting of the battle royal that you just so happily threw away throughout there or something. Just make it make people more accessible so we get it's like high school shows or college shows on television. You you're you're great with the people who've been there, the original casting and and they were seniors, but when they graduate, you got to make us like the freshman class coming in. So you start incorporating freshmen and sophomores into the classes. Each year we get some new people. So when they graduate and the old people leave, we have an appreciation because we know who these new people are. Just start incorporating your new talent into them. They don't have to jump in and be main event superstars, but at least put them on the card somewhere. For somehow, uh, in some I love the Degrassi example that came out of Moana. I, I mean, that, that was that was more glee than Degrassi, but sure, because I didn't. I, I have, Degrassi. I have something. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, a tournament, <sighs> a tournament. That's a way to book people that are not doing shit, that needs something to do rather than sitting backstage and catering. Some sort of tournament that um, doesn't feel like stale, uh, same repeated booking um, with people that we haven't seen have some sort of limelight in a while. I'm not saying a king of the ring or a queen of the ring. It can just be something new and fresh. It could be a tournament uh, just for like a belt coming up. You can be right, a exactly. contender for a universal and or intercontinental or U.S. championship. Lana then has led me to my point, which is something that I definitely think would be really useful on current programming, which is another championship. Now, hold on. Hold your horses. I have it, but I have an idea. It's not just belt. Okay. The TV championship has been a formula that has worked in many promotions for years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I never thought I would be defending NWA of all companies on this podcast, but NWA Two TV titles, one for the men and one for the women, that get on power every week and at every pay-per-view, right? And it's for people, it's kind of like the IC title and the US title, right? With the only difference being, this could be a belt for low-card talent and lower-mid-card talent to push them up, right? Imagine a world where we have a 16-person tournament with people from Raw and SmackDown. It's an interbrand tournament to get this interbrand championship that's dependent on both shows. Right, and you have people like Akira Tozawa and like Drew Gulak and like Dolph Ziggler, right? People who are talented have tons of upside, even if they're nearing the end of the career. But Dolph is sorry to remind you of that, Wes. But you know, people that could still give something to this company, right? And what like Akira Tozawa, let's say Akira Tozawa wins this tournament, right? Gets a championship belt, he hasn't had a belt since he had the cruiserweight title for eight days years ago not counting the 24 7 championship so i mean this a belt like that could elevate talent give them something to do what I, about the cruiserweight championship I, what they been in this is my point this is my point i would love a new title but i don't trust this company to create a new title and three months down the line just unify it with the fucking north american championship <laughs> like, 
I'm sorry. I I, yeah, I, I, I would they love will. that. But... I mean, <sighs> right? They have the cruiserweights down there for about two years, right? right. And then you fight it with the North American Championship. Okay. I'm kind of bummed about that, but they didn't use the cruiserweights well anytime they ever had it. So, but now they have the Heritage Cup down there. Okay, right? And not because it looked honestly pretty great consistently across the board. We're about to get the freaking uh, global tournament thing that they're doing. It's like a NXT version of G1. And it's going to be fantastic because it has eight talented people, including Akira Tozawa and Butch, are in this tournament. And it's a round robin tournament block style. It would be, I, it's going to be fantastic. And I'm I, so excited for it. I do like that. It's nice and refreshing to see them formulating their, t- their tournament. Uh, in the way that the G1 runs it. Um, okay, before we before we keep going, one, yes, one, we still got we still have one last thing we need to talk about. And since I didn't make a slide for it, I will share my screen with it. Ooh. When it comes up, when it decides to come up, it is it'll come up eventually. <laughs> when. You don't want to come up, do you? You watch a mania. There we go. There we go. All right. So this is the tag team championship that was announced on Raw. It is the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus Finn and Damian Priest. Um, this will be interesting. Damian Priest will not be in this match. It will be J.D. McDonough. Fine. That's your call because I don't see that happening. But that's that's fine. I I think it will be this combination, but I think this will be where it starts to get um, heated, per se. I think this is where we're going to start seeing a proper dissolution between these two guys. Um, is that the word? I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm ready to see some change. Um, you know, I really enjoy the Judgment Day. I wish they mm-hmm. would actually get more than they get. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically across the board. I am a big Judgment Day fan. But even tension is still something, right? Mm-hmm. Even Bad Blood is still television. Um and I wasn't going to say anything while you guys were all talking about with the idea of like a new belt or something, but if they can't even manage getting all the belts with the belts they have on right. their programming, another belt won't even solve that issue. But this is an opportunity for the Judgment Day, again, to have at least a, a glimpse in the pan of maybe being some part of the center storyline. Because, you know, Lana, as you pointed out, we've got no blood, no bloodline on this pay-per-view. So that means that this this pay per view could have a different story, you yep. know. This could this could not be a bloodline pay per view. Maybe this is going to be a Judgment Day pay per view. I keep waiting for it. Maybe we'll get to see it with this match. Um, honestly, I would really like it to see actually uh, Judgment Day win this. Yep. Because that would create this super strange dynamic uh, in the Judgment Day of like, oh, they're champs, they're tag champs. They're it's like, oh, but they're still weird and there's heat and there's there's a little bit of blood there, so Wait. I'd love to see it. Idea, and in my brother world, scenarios, what about this? Because I have a thought. What if this match happens? Judgment Day wins this match. They are tag team champions. 
Then, at the end of the night, either Seth or uh, Shinsuke win, and then Damian Priest cashes in the money and bank, has both championships on him. Finn is like, now you have the tension between Finn and Damian Priest because not only is Damian Priest the tag team champion with Finn, but he's also the world championship, heavyweight championship, and Finn wants that belt. Now, you go fight your tag team partner, who is also the champion for that said belt. Yep, and you know what? We have seen recently that when two tag team champions fight each other as the main event of a pay-per-view, it's really cool. Lana, I'm down. I'm down for this. I'm here for that. I'm here for this world. I don't hate that. My counter-proposal, Damian Priest cashes in on Seth before this match happens because that match happens earlier in the card. Because in my opinion, the main event of this pay-per-view should be Becky and Trish because I think it's more... We haven't had we have not had a female main event of a pay per view since Bianca and, and uh, Sasha. It has been that long. I, I, um, I agree, but we know it's not happening. They don't even want to give women a chance to fight on the pay per views, let alone main. You're not wrong, but this is my fantasy world, and I'm going okay. to choose that this is happening. Okay. So, ideally, because they're not main eventing, Seth and Shinsuke the show, right? Priest cashes in after that match wins the belt right we can even say with assistance from jd mcdonough because i think mcdonough should be in the judgment day and i think they need to drop the tension until we get closer to mania time i think that'll be much more captivating for this feud to end there as opposed to like survivor series even royal rumble like i don't know i just think it'd be more entertaining so priest wins the belt has a nice run with the world heavyweight title right mcdonough joins in judgment day and since priest already has a belt his reward for McDonough helping him is letting him take his place in this tag match. Finn and McDonough win. And then we get one of my favorite things in wrestling, which is the faction draped in gold. Because every member of Judgment Day will have a title. Um, the group will feel complete. And it's always the apex of the storyline. When the entire faction is draped, except for the bloodline, they're the only exception. Whenever they have the gold, everybody has gold. That's the peak, and then they start going down. And that's what should happen to me if I was going to – I think that'd be fun. I would not be opposed to that, but I just kind of want – I just want Judgment Day to have better. Judgment Day deserves better. We all want Judgment Day to be draped in gold. However it happens, whoever it has to happen, I don't care. I don't care. I just Just want to see it. Uh, Also, uh, no no foul – uh, thoughts to our Canadian friends. Uh, of course, they are a great tag team. We haven't seen them though, which is nope. really strange with the whole bloodline thing happening, and we just they've been absent. Um, maybe well, they'll do something cool after losing the belts. Well, unfortunately, Kevin did get injured for a little bit, so he was he out did. for a while. Yeah, Sammy's yeah. thing that's going on right now, which isn't going to put him on the shelf, but it's still dangerous. And I mean, hell, they've been main inventing Raw off and on for the past like month. Yeah, and tags will. Judgment Day. So, sure, cool, but I think it is time for to drop the belts because they aren't doing anything with them. Right. I agree. And on that note, I'm surprised we got an hour out of this payback, uh, this payback pay-per-view because honestly, I didn't think we would. I thought we would be done, like, at 30 because <laughs> it was so boring. But, payback is happening on Saturday. It is what it is. We're doing it. We're watching it. We'll be back next yep. week to talk about it. And see if what we said was right, if our predictions were correct. Yes, yep. Bruce. And uh, 
lastly, we do. I, I think it's not necessary, but I, I at least want to say uh, a rest in peace to one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, <sighs> uh, Bray Wyatt. I, I feel like that can't not be said here. Um, I know I that we're, all, we're all hurting, but yeah. um, it, it's really sucky. He was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, up there with Dolph and the rest. I've always been a big Bray Wyatt fan. I was super excited to hear that he was returning to the ring. So when I got the news a couple days ago, it shattered me, uh, pun intended. So uh, shout out Bray Wyatt, the uh, one of the goats, one of my favorite wrestlers. So we, uh, I, I literally was going to talk about that at the beginning of the show and got sidetracked because of how boring um, thing yeah. is. But yeah, anybody else want to talk? Um, I just say personally. Um, I did have that privilege of getting to see Bray Wyatt work live. Um, mm -hmm. He just had that presence about him as a character that made you care. And uh, from all accounts of everyone who's been talking about him, he seemed like one of the nicest people that has been in a WWE locker room in ages. Um, so rest in peace. And uh, yeah, this it really sucks. I mean, there's nothing else we can really say about it other than rest in peace. Oh, also, uh, if anybody is aware, him and JoJo, the, the ring announcer, JoJo, who doesn't work for WWE anymore, they were married. They do have children, like relatively small children. So if you're um, send some good energy, prayers, vibes, whatever, floats your personal boat towards them because I'm sure. For also, sure. That want to help support them, go buy some Bray Wyatt merch off the WWE shop because right now all proceeds from Bray Wyatt merch are going to the family. So there is that as well. Lewis, you have anything? Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult one. Um, what I find so refreshing, um, I, I've always been a fan of the mysterious um, uh, wrestler. So your Undertakers, your Ravens, your Stings. Uh, so when we had Ray, um, yeah, I was instantaneously a fan because there was that, that mystique about him. Um, and uh, as the years went on and his character grew and grew, we then got to see more dimensions to his character, The Fiend, um, the Firefly Funhouse, which I thought was some wacky shit, and I loved it. Um yeah, it's 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 sad. It's tragic uh, because we didn't get to even even how, with how great he was, we didn't get to see his peak. Um, there was so much more to come from him, and yeah, it's 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 very tragic. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I honestly plan on talking about this at the beginning of this podcast and completely got sidetracked. But um, my first time ever seeing Bray Wyatt was at a WrestleMania on live. And I was like, that was like, it was moments. It was that moment. One of those moments you just don't forget because like the first time I saw the undertaker, I was like, Oh my God, like in awe in shock. And I felt like the arena was just different when the undertaker came out. I hadn't felt like that until I saw uh, that time when Bray Wyatt came out and it was the fireflies were out. That was a moment. Like everybody was still, it was like a moment of stillness and solemnness. And it, I don't know what it was. And it, they just respected 
him as a his character and then to see the people his colleagues re respect him as the man that he was is just it's such a sad tragic moment also terry funk we don't want to remiss without saying that our hearts and our prayers and all of that go out to the terry funk family terry funk's family because we lost him this week also um it's just been a sad week in wrestling for fans and for wrestlers all over but um can I just say on that front, that hardcore tag team match is such an injustice to Terry. Yeah. Such a fucking injustice to Terry. We don't, we don't need to remind people that that match existed. We can just say it. Yeah. yeah. It, well, yeah. that and the fire or the uh, the Mountain Dew, you know, you we know? didn't get to see either of them go out on their best. Um, I mean, here... We don't know where Bray went through the pitch black match after, other than that feud he had with Lashley going into Mania. But what we can say is he left a marked impact. Not Ooh. only on us, but on the, the wrestling business in general. Yeah. And for Terry Funk. I mean, they both revolutionized the sport. Yep. I mean, I can't, I can't think Elimination Chamber without a piece of me thinking Bray Wyatt. So. I mean... There's a lot of things we can't think about without thinking Bray Wyatt. I can't think about Daniel Bryan without thinking about Bray Wyatt. I can't yeah. think about Cena without thinking about Bray Wyatt anymore. I mean, Bray I mean, important. Like, there are so many different things and times in our career, his career, where not only did he touch the business, but he left permanent marks on other talent yep. that makes him, in a way, immortal. Um, so... I'm just going to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. And same to Terry yeah. Funk. Thank same you, too. To, yeah. This, 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 we wouldn't be fans of wrestling without people like a Bray Wyatt, without a Terry Funk. And he left a mark. So I, I'm going to leave this up. And as we do our sign out, because honestly, <laughs> what better way to go? I'm going to take us out the, out the um, studio and let this be our, outro but um we we appreciate you watching we appreciate you joining us we'll be back next week to talk about payback and how if it turned out how we wanted to or how we liked it or not um hit follow us all on twitter follow us on our socials at the cup pod at twitter instagram and tiktok you can subscribe to this channel if you're listening to us on any auto audio platform please check you know hit those subscribe and like buttons and notifications and let us know you support us because we support you um follow us just on tiktok if you like you know we're talking about things we're doing some things and um yeah we appreciate you so much so i'm taking us out and cheers y'all cheers r.i.p Now we're coming back.